Hello, this is Marlene Börsch with the Saskatchewan Wheat Market Outlook for August 14th. More details on the wheat markets can be found in the written report on the Sask Wheat website. First, some overall comments on last week's markets. There was more noise on the cancelled grain corridor in the Black Sea. According to the Ukrainian Navy, temporary corridors were announced for merchant ships going to and from Ukrainian ports. The specified routes will primarily be used for the departure of civilian vessels from the ports of Chornomorsk, Odessa and Yushny. As we understand, no grain vessels are yet moving to the Ukrainian ports at this time, but there are vessels anchored nearby ready to move. In terms of sales, other than a relatively small 235,000 ton sale of Russian wheat to Egypt on a tender, there were no significant commercial sales last week. We had the USDA Worcester report last Friday, and this was viewed as negative to the markets by funds, and basically all relevant futures markets fell last Friday following the report. Futures remain volatile, and last week's futures closes were as follows. September 23 contract Chicago soft red winter wheat. Futures were down six cents on the week and September 23 contract Kansas City, hard red winter futures were up 3 cents at 7.56 on the week. September 23 Minneapolis hard red spring wheat futures were down 7 cents at 8.15 a bushel. Nearby Batif milling wheat futures are down today by 6 to 8 euros, and US wheat futures are currently also down by 8 to 14 cents a bushel at the time of talking. In terms of cash trades, there are still few significant purchases, and again, other than the Russian sale to Egypt on a tender, there were no really big commercial sales last week. So now we have some comments on the wheat markets by major wheat origin, starting with Canada per usual. The provincial agencies gave no updates on crop conditions. But the USDA, in the August Worcester report, lowered Canadian all-wheat production estimates by 2 million tons to 33 million tons due to, quote, persistent dry conditions across the prairies, unquote. Spring wheat prospects are tempered, are more tempered than those for wheat in general, and the market is watching North America closely. According to our calculations, assigning different yields by province, we currently calculate Canadian spring wheat, a Canadian spring wheat crop of about 24 million tons, compared to 25.7 million last year, which would be a 7% drop. But keep in mind that acres went up this year by about 8% over the previous year. Last year, Canada exported 19.7 million tons of wheat, which was very good. But given a rough availability of 28 million tons and a domestic usage of 8.5 million, we would be hard pressed to export quite as much in the new crop year. Still, we should be able to market up to 18 million tons of wheat, excluding Durham, which would leave a small 1.5 million ton ending stocks. The biggest problem for the fall market is that Russia has been steadily and quietly exporting record volumes, or I should say been selling export vol uh, record volumes. Um, for example, India and Russia are still working on a 9 million ton government-to-government -government deal, and there are rumors that Morocco 
bought large supplies of Russian wheat as well. So we will have to be patient with this market to work through some of the cheaper supplies into the new year. Moving to Durham. Again, there were no updates on crop conditions by government agencies. We did see some early harvest results in south central Saskatchewan with 30 and 40 bushel per acre yields compared to 60 um, bushel per acre last year in those areas. We were told of much worse yields further west at 5 to 20 bushel per acre. But overall yields and overall quality remain to be determined. Good quality would be helpful for marketing in order to allow overseas buyers to use Canadian Durham for blending to upgrade their own crops. So assuming different yields by province, we currently calculate a Canadian Durham crop of 4.2 million tons. But there are various estimates ranging from 3.7 to 4.5 million tons. And we also calculate a 1.5 million ton US Durham crop. If our numbers are correct, the combined US-Canadian numbers would be about 20% smaller than last year's North American crop, and the second smallest North American crop over the past six years, with the 21 crop the smallest. Nevertheless, the 23 crop still looks to be about 1.7 million tons bigger than the 2021 Durham crop. For context, the US Durham crop seems to be better than the Canadian crop, and the North Dakota, North Dakota state rated uh, their Durham still in 58% good to excellent condition and 33% fair condition. The USDA last week called their Durham crop um, 1.56 million tons, which is up 6% from the previous forecast, but down about 10% from the 2022 crop. The US Durham yield is forecast at 35.5%. Um, bushel per acre average. That would be down two and a half bushel from the previous forecast and five bushel from a year ago. Um, a record yield is called for California, a stunning 114 bushel per acre, while yields in the much more important states of Montana and North Dakota are at 28 and 35 bushel per acre respectively. Last crop year, we exported a very good 5.1 million tons of Durham that was to all destinations, but given our crop estimate <coughs> above, this would not be possible this year, and some rationing will have to occur. We would think that the Canadian export capacity will likely be maxed at 3.3 to 3.5 million tons this year. Regarding the markets, it's perhaps worthwhile noting that there have been reports of sizable Durham sales to Italy out of Turkey. That makes some sense because Turkey had very good yields this year and they can also replenish their own needs out of Eastern Europe, out of Russia and Kazakhstan as well. But bids in Canada have been creeping up and we would not yet, we would not yet sell until we know more about production volumes and quality. And we have seen prices as high as 15.75 a bushel for good quality. Durham values in Italy are also reflecting the anticipated tightness of quality Durham and have been moving up by about 80 euros um, per ton since early July. There are also some global numbers on Durham in the written report if you want to have a look. Moving on to the US, 
Well, we mentioned the USDA WASDE report on Friday lowered global production by 3.3 million tons. They also lowered global consumption by 3.4 million tons. Um, we should mention this is still 2.7 million ton higher than production. Global exports were lowered by 1% from July to 209.4 million tons. And global ending stocks, less China, were up 1.3 million tons to 103.7. The USDA report also took US wheat higher, with ending stocks raised slightly, while reducing Canadian production by 2 million tons to 33 million tons, as mentioned earlier. The USDA made no changes in their report to either Argentine or Australian wheat. In Argentina, after a slow seeding campaign due to dry conditions, the wheat crop is now completely planted on 6 million hectare versus 6.1 million hectare last season. 71% of the crop is rated as having adequate moisture and 21% of the crop is rated excellent versus 19% last season. Pertaining to India, the government there is following through with further measures to curb wheat prices and offered 5 million tons of wheat and 2.5 million tons of rice to bulk consumers. There are also reports that India would reduce um, their import duties from 40 to 15% or perhaps even eliminate them entirely uh, to enter southern ports to stimulate imports in an effort to ease local prices ahead of the festival season. We'll have to follow up on that. In the EU, the USDA lowered production by 3 million tons, but this was offset by a 2 million ton reduction in feeding and by production increases in the Ukraine and Kazakhstan. Still, according to Agermer, in France, Rain delays to the end of the soft wheat harvest in France may affect milling quality, although the crop gathered before the wet spell was generally showing satisfactory results. Pertaining to the Black Sea, Russian wheat prices have hit what we call an unofficial floor price of $250 a tonne, and the Russian offers uh, to the recent Egyptian tender uh, we're coming in higher. As mentioned, the U Ukraine is registering ships willing to pass through the Black Sea under the protection of the Ukrainian armed forces. The corridors are an attempt to resume shipment flows after the corridor initiative brokered between Russia, Turkey and the UN lapsed in July. Russia has not guaranteed safe passage and has publicly announced they will treat vessels in the Black Sea as potentially carrying military supplies. So to consider what we, to summarize what we consider most significant during the past week. Well, there was the WASDE report, which was viewed as slightly bearish. The Indian government followed through with further measure, measures to curb wheat prices and offered 5 million tons of wheat and 2.5 million tons of rice to bulk consumers. There might also be uh, a lowering of import tariffs or an elimination of import duties. Floor prices were supported by the increase in the Russian government floor price to $250 a ton. Um, but Russian and Black Sea sales levels remain well below those from North America. 
and we think financials are pressuring new buyers, new buying and harvest pressure is keeping prices in control as well. So how would we summarize the week? Well, Russian and Black Sea wheat sales levels remain below those from North America. The demand side seems to be somewhat pressured by financial and by harvest pressure, especially in Europe. And we know that Minneapolis spring wheat remains very high compared to Chicago futures. However, if you don't have cash flow needs, we would put grains into storage and wait for higher, higher prices in the new year. You will have to be patient with this market to work some of the cheaper valued supplies into the coming year. This is Marlene Börsch with the Saskatchewan Wheat Market Outlook. You can find the complete report online at sasqweed.ca. Have a great week.